Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Episode 86 of Switchcraft is brought to you by patrons like Love My Ness. Support Switchcraft and my other content for as little as a dollar and get exclusive rewards at patreon.com slash run, jump, stomp. Well, everybody, I want to tell you about a brand new sponsor to the show, and that is the Podnuts Network. They are a tech-focused podcast network. Uh, Their tagline is for normal tech fans by normal tech fans. They've got a whole list of shows, and I can't go over all of them, but I I wanted to focus on just one of them today, and that is Book Nuts. It's uh, hosted by Tracy and Jonathan. And this is a show where they review all types of audiobooks, uh, which is really cool because, you know, you, you can just review a regular book and talk about what is the story like. But, you know, when whenever you're listening to an audiobook, and I've been an Audible listener for a really long time, uh, but whenever you listen to an audiobook, it's more than just the the words on the page and the story that you're reading. It's also the whoever's reading it, or sometimes they'll even have like a cast to read the book. Uh, so it was really interesting to, to hear about a podcast that specializes in such a specific thing. Um, if you listen to podcasts, then you probably also would enjoy audiobooks. And if you do enjoy audiobooks, you're probably going to enjoy Book Nuts. So if you want to find out more information about that, uh, head on over to podnuts.com slash category slash booknuts. Uh, that's with a Z. And uh, don't worry about spoilers. Uh, they always give spoiler warnings before they te- take a deep dive on the book. Uh, that's booknuts again. And a big thank you to the Podnuts Network for sponsoring the show. Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of Switchcraft. Three times a week, I talk about Nintendo stuff, and you guys listen. I really appreciate that, and I also appreciate when you review the show on Apple Podcasts, just like Buddy WL did. Uh, They reviewed the show, and they said, I was looking for a podcast that talked about Nintendo Switch, and I have to say, this is by far the best. If you're looking for a way to keep up with the news when it comes to Nintendo Switch, this is the channel for you. The gentleman does a great job. Ooh, gentleman. Thank you. Uh, Does a great job and gives great feedback while not being a fanboy in any way, shape, or form. Well, thank you very much for the review, buddy. I appreciate it. And I'm going to keep doing this stuff because I have a lot of fun doing it. So if you haven't reviewed the show, please do so. It definitely helps. Other ways that you can support the show uh, that that doesn't cost anything is to just send me your thoughts. Email me runjumpstomp at gmail.com tweet at me uh, runjumpstomp on twitter or you can call and leave a voicemail uh, 260 runjump that's 260-786-5867 don't forget about we have our discord channel at runjumpstomp.com slash discord and we also have the live streams on twitch twitch.tv slash runjumpstomp but now that we've got all that stuff out of the way, let's jump into the news. Will you 
you be the one to witness the birth of the incredible Nintendo Entertainment System? The one to play with Rob, the extraordinary video robot, batteries not included. He helps you tackle even the toughest challenge. Will you be the first to raise the incredibly accurate Zapper and play games like Duck Hunt or action-packed Hogan's Alley and high-flying Kung Fu, each sold separately? Will you be the one to experience the Nintendo Entertainment System? Comes with Rob, Zapper, Control Deck, two controllers, Gyromite, and Duck Hunt. Well, if you've been following anything that has to do with the Switch this week, then you've probably run into people talking a lot about Doom. And this is ever since the latest Nintendo Direct. I believe that was on the 14th, I believe, uh, where they announced that both Doom and Wolfenstein Wolfenstein 2 were coming to the Switch. And the reason why I'm bringing this up, uh, there's no new news, uh, but... I'm bringing this up because there's been a lot of discussion about frames per second and what it means for the Switch to bring a game like Doom, uh, which, if you have not played, is a very fast-paced, frenetic shooter where every frame feels like it matters. And people are wondering if it's going to be 60 frames per second or 30 frames per second. And that's a really good question. Um I am the first person to tell you that I usually don't notice when there's a um, when when I'm playing something at a lower frame rate, unless I'm looking at something side by side. But Doom is such a fast play paced game that not playing it at 60 frames per second feels like it might be an issue. Now that being said, I played on the PC and I cranked the settings all the way to max, and I had a lot of fun with it. But I couldn't tell you. If I was playing the game in 60 frames per second or 30 frames per second, I mean, I suppose I could reinstall the game and try it again and find out. Um, but that seems like a lot of work and I didn't feel like doing it. This was a pretty busy couple days. But I'm curious as to what you guys think. What What are your opinions on this 60 frames per, per second versus 30 frames per second? I understand that 60 frames per second is better. There's There's no arguing that fact. 60 is better than 30. It's a higher number. The animation will seem smoother. You're more likely to hit your target. However, in a game, and I know that Doom will have multiplayer that you can download after the fact, but in a single-player focused game, it is not... Actually, now that I'm saying this out loud, it doesn't matter for both. And here's why. When you're playing a game... As long as you are on an even playing field with everybody else, if everybody's playing at 30 frames per second, will it will the animation look not as good as it would on the PC or the PS4 or the Xbox One? Of course. Of course it will. But is it unplayable? No. It's not going to be unplayable. I'm sure it'll be playable. In fact, a lot of people who are playing it, um, because like the press has access to it, I don't have access to it. I'm not press. I'm just a I'm just a guy in a room. So I don't have access to it. But a lot of people who have played it and have had hands-on time with Doom, some of them are saying, "Boy, it sure looks like 60 frames per second." While others are saying, "Well, I, I think it was 30 frames per second. And then Digital Foundry uh made a video where they they built a PC to have basically the same specs as uh, switch and they said that it was running it at 30 frames per second now the reason that i'm bringing all this up is because there's a whole lot of people who are you know pointing fingers and saying these people are liars and that those people are wrong 
And I just want to get all of this out in the open. It's very difficult. I, and maybe maybe there are people out there that can, but it's very difficult, I think, for most people to to tell the difference between 60 frames per second and 30 frames per second unless they have a side-by-side comparison. I could be wrong, but that's just my opinion. So a lot of people who are saying it looks like it's 60 frames per second and then people are saying that they're liars or that they're wrong, we don't know. And then when you look at the digital foundry thing, everybody's looking at that and they're saying, well, look, they built, they're running it on and testing it and they're saying that with that test, it's running at 30 frames per second. Well, yeah, but you have to remember that you're playing a version of Doom that is not optimized for the hardware that you're playing on. So that's not going to be the right way. Plus, Windows has a lot more overhead, uh, you know, both on RAM and CPU power uh, than the Switch operating system. At least I would assume so. The Switch operating system is dedicated for one thing, and that's to play games, whereas Windows is dedicated to do a million things. There's a million different things that you can do. So it's kind of disingenuous to say, well, this system is comparable in power to the Switch, so that's what the Switch is going to do. Now, what do I think the truth it probably is? I think that it probably is going to be 30 frames per second. And the reason why I think it'll be 30 is because if it were 60, Bethesda would be shouting from the rooftops, look at what we did. We got Doom running at 60 frames per second on the Switch. And right now, they're being pretty quiet about it. So I don't think that we are going to get an answer one way or the other until the game comes out. Maybe Bethesda is still trying to optimize and get the game up to 60 frames per second. The textures are a little muddier. The uh, post-processing is a little bit different on the Switch. And the game does look different. It doesn't look as good as it does on PS4 or Xbox One or PC. But what you have to remember is that when you're playing Doom, the gameplay is so fast that you're not going to notice those differences. You'll definitely notice them uh, in screenshots. But when you're actually playing, you're too you're going to be too focused on what the game, what what you're doing in the game to pay attention to what the game looks like. It's going to look gorgeous on a seven on that seven, tiny little 720p screen. And it will look pretty damn good on your on your big TV as well. It won't look as good as the PS4, Xbox One or PC, but it will look good. And that's that that really goes to show you how great a job that Bethesda has done by uh making this a very scalable engine. So uh, please let me know. You know, I, I gave you guys the tweets and the voicemail and the the emails and uh, the Discord and all that stuff. Get let your your opinion be heard here. Do, are you somebody who needs sixty frames per second uh, in order to enjoy a game like Doom, or do you think, or, or are you more along the lines of what I think, where as long as you're not looking at it side by side with something else, it's gonna be fine. Uh, let me know, and uh, maybe we'll talk about it a little bit next next episode. I called the witch doctor. He told me what to do. He said, oogie, ah, ah, bang, bang, wah, wah, bing, bang. That means play Dr. Mario on Game Boy or NES. Ting, ting, wah, wah, bing, bang.
Well, um, speaking of Doom, that's funny. I, f- I forgot this was a thing that I did. Um, Tom Marks, who is, uh, oh gosh, he were, he's an, an, an associate editor at IGN. Uh, he had tweeted out that he had played some Doom and it looked really good. Uh, and I replied to him. I said, when you played Doom on the Switch, did it use motion controls for aiming at all? Uh, his reply was that it didn't which made me sad. But then I read more. It said an option for motion controls was turned on in the menus, but nothing, no matter how much I moved them. So I gave up. I I said, thank you for the reply. I think it's a good sign that it's in the menus. And then he said, basically, his assumption is that it's just not in this demo version. Uh, Emphasis was really more on using the pro controller. So it looks like, I mean, the fact that the option is in the game means we're probably going to be able to aim with our controller and I'm 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 here to tell you that's how I played it on my PC using my Steam controller and it's really fantastic. So what you do is you set the the right stick which normally is what you aim with. You set that to be extremely sensitive so you can whip around real fast and then when you are aiming you you are aiming with the gyro kind of like you do in Splatoon. And this gives you really the best of both worlds. I, I feel like this is probably not at par with mouse and keyboard, but it's more comfortable than mouse and keyboard. Uh, so it kind of gives you an advantage there. You won't be nearly as you won't be as accurate with this as you would with mouse and keyboard, but you'll definitely be more accurate with this than you would with a stick. Um, especially if they have uh, aim assist on. I'm sure that they'll have some kind of aim assist in the game. Uh, but aiming in a first-person shooter with gyro controls is fantastic, and so I'm very excited to hear that that this that Doom is going to have motion controls for aiming. Now, what I'm more excited about, and the, and the reason is, is because I've already played and beat Doom, uh, is Wolfenstein. And if Wolfenstein, or I'm sorry, if Doom has motion controls, then I think it's probably likely, since they're made by the same developer that it's going to be supported in Wolfenstein 2 as well. Which brings me to a a key question that I really have to figure out for myself, and you're going to have to figure out for you as well. If you're somebody who has multiple places to play video games, where is it that you're going to be playing Wolfenstein? Now, part of me wants to say, well, I'd like to play it on the Switch because, you know, portable. Um... But at the same time, I feel like that's a game where I want to play it just on the TV. And the graphics of the PS4 would definitely be better than the Switch. And I'm not a graphics snob by any stretch of the imagination. But given the choice, I'm really having a hard time deciding if I want to play Wolfenstein on the Switch or on the PS4 or on the PC. That's a tough decision for me, and I'm really still not sure what I'm going to do. I'd like to play it on the Switch, but I don't think I would take advantage of the portability. So uh, what are you guys going to do? Where are you going to play that game? Are you going to be playing it on the Switch? Um, I mean, if you only have the Switch, then that's obviously your only option. Um, Or are you going to be playing it on some other console or PC? Let me know. When you get hold of the Nintendo Entertainment System. When you master Rob the Video Robot. 
and meet the challenge of Gyromite. When you shoot the light-sensing zapper, when you play the system with the most arcade hits, you're playing with power. The Nintendo Entertainment System. Now you're playing with power. Well, it was announced yesterday that Super Mario Run, which is an iOS and Android game for mobile phones, is going to be updated on September 29th, which, of course, is the day that the Super Nintendo Classic uh, launches. And let me just go through... uh, You can't really see this stuff in the link in the show notes, so if you really want to find out what's coming and you want to look at the screenshots and stuff, I suggest just opening up your phone and going to the App Store and looking and and reading about it there. Um, I linked to the App Store, but if you're not looking on a mobile device, it's not going to show up for you. It's just going to show you a link to iTunes, basically. Um, But it says, Last year, Nintendo surprised the world with Super Mario Run, the famous mascot's world debut in the App Store. Soon, the colorful platformer will see its biggest update ever, which includes a fresh gameplay mode, a coveted character, and all new stages. Uh, one of the new mode or the new mode is called um, Remix Ten, and they say it's a frenetic new mode in which you play a set of ten bite-sized sections from Super Mario Run's existing levels in quick succession. You also collect rainbow-colored coins and medals strewn across the stages, so the challenge feels fresh every time. I think that's really cool, uh, and they've got some neat screenshots in there. Uh, they, they went on to say that Remix 10 has no game over screen. So if you don't complete a level, you still go to the next one without any penalty. So you can see a lot of different levels and see what they're like. Uh, but you can also, you know, if you're like an expert, uh, you can attempt to make sure that you collect every bonus medal for a perfect rating. Um, by finishing Remix 10 mode, it'll also give you the chance to collect new items to decorate your mushroom kingdom. Uh, and eventually rescue Princess Daisy. I don't care about decorating my Mushroom Kingdom. That's a part of the game that I thought was boring, dull, and not interesting in the least. Um, But you want to be able to rescue Daisy because that unlocks her as a playable character in the rest of the game, which is pretty cool. Uh, They also have a new world to discover. It's called World Star. Um, It unlocks if you finished all of the existing stages in Worlds 1 through 6. And then finally, the the thing that's really interesting here is that you can choose your own soundtrack, which is very neat. Basically, if you play the game with your favorite music in the background, so let's say you're playing something on Apple Music and you're listening to that or Spotify or whatever, uh, the, the phone will detect that and Mario will be wearing headphones. Um, the reason I find that part really interesting is because Nintendo... They lock down your ability to change the levels of the sound and um, sound effects and music independently in their games. And this is a real sticking point with me. It really drives me crazy that they do that. I wish that they didn't because quite often I'm playing their games for extended periods of time like Mario Kart 8 Deluxe. I've played many hours of it and I'm sick of the music in the game, not because it's bad music, but because it's repetitive after, you know, 30 hours. Um, Same thing with Splatoon 2. Splatoon 2 has fantastic music. I liked it at first, but now I'm sick of it. And I can't turn that music off and listen to other music 
if I want to be able to hear the sound effects. And I think sound effects are very, very important in games. Soundtracks are also important in games, but sound effects are more important to me. Uh, So it's interesting that Nintendo on mobile is going to allow you to listen to whatever music you want while on uh, their consoles. They're still kind of locking that stuff down. I mean, this gives me the tiniest sliver of hope that at some point they'll patch in to ARMS and Splatoon and Mario Kart 8, all these huge multiplayer games where you're playing for a really long period of time and hearing the same music over and over. I'm hoping that they'll patch in just sliders for music and and um, sound effects, uh, but I'm not going to hold my breath. Uh, anyway, I, I am curious what you guys think of um, the update coming for Super Mario Run. It's weird that it's going to be on the 29th. That's it's just odd to me that they're going to to have it happen at that same time. It might I almost think it would be better off if they had the patch come out like on Wednesday instead. That way people would be standing in line outside of the Best Buy or GameStop or Walmart or Target or whatever brick and mortar store where they're vying uh where hundreds of people are vying to get five Super Nintendo classics. That's if it's like that. Uh, and they'd all be sitting around playing Super Mario Run on their phones. You know, that would be pretty cool. Uh, TF Wagner in chat says it's for all those people who didn't get an SNES Classic. But that's the thing. Uh, I think it'd be better if it was out beforehand so you could play it while you're trying to get an SNES Classic. Uh, anyway, right now it doesn't say if there's a price for this update or if it's free. I'm going to assume it's free because they didn't say. However, I would really hate to be wrong. Nintendo said that when the game came out, it's a buy it once and you're done. You don't have to pay ever again on that game. And it would really be bad for them to about face on their policy and say, well, no, this is a $3 upgrade fee. Is it be? Do I think that they deserve to be paid for their work? Absolutely. And there's a lot of people out there who gave Mario Run a really bad review, not because of it being not having nothing to do with the game and everything to do with the fact that it wasn't a free game. I definitely think that gaming companies that make awesome games, whether it be on the Nintendo Switch, on the PC, or on my phone. I think that they deserve to be paid for their work. However, Nintendo kind of made a big deal with saying when they announced this, they came to Apple's press conference and Miyamoto, I believe, went up on the stage and he said, this is a game where you pay once and then you have it for in perpetuity. So for them to do like an upgrade fee for this, I think that would be a little disingenuous. Uh, even if I think that what they're bringing is worth money. I I hope that makes sense and I hope I explain myself properly. All right, let's get into gameplay and what I've played since last time. The challenge is ice hockey. The power is Nintendo. It's as slick as ice, as fast as fury. Throw in your shoulder, dig in your blade, blast it in, or be blown away. Ice hockey, now you're playing with power. Well, since the next time, next time? Since the last time that I uh, recorded I haven't had much time to actually play games. My son and I played our level 100s in World of Warcraft. 
Um, I'm playing as a hunter. He is playing as a warlock, and we worked on uh, the quest to to get our artifact weapons and stuff, which is really fun. Um, but I haven't had much opportunity to play the Switch. Now, just yesterday, so I, I haven't had much time with this game, but just yesterday I was given a um, a review copy of Semispheres, which is a atmospheric puzzle game like top-down puzzle game where you are uh, controlling these two little uh, spheres as they move around this um, uh, two-dimensional board and basically they show you the whole board and then they split the board in half Uh, so you're looking at the same world twice but it's 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 almost like it's a mirror world of itself and there's slight differences in each side Uh, it's very interesting and it's a it's a puzzle game uh, so basically, uh, you have to you, you you have certain abilities that you can get via power ups, like uh, the ability that lets you will play. You can place a portal on the ground, and what that will do is, let's say, so they've got like a, a blue side and a red side, where it's actually more like an orange, but you get the picture. They've got the two sides, and let's say that the blue side needs to distract a guard. On the red side, well, the blue side can put down a portal because they can pick, get that power up on their side where there is no portal on the other side, and then go into that portal and make a noise using uh, another a different power up. The guard will then move away on the red side and allowing the red version to move around. Uh, so basically, the the core gameplay centers around using one side to distract guards to allow the other side to pass the guards. And both sides kind of have to work together. Every once in a while, there's a dotted line, um, which I didn't realize at first because it's very, very, um, oh, God, what's the word I'm looking at? Subtle. It's, uh, it's a very subtle dotted line, and you can't cross that dotted line. So you have to be, you have to be mindful of that. And it's not a fast-paced game. It's very, very slow. The overall game has a very... Uh, mellow vibe. I mean, getting caught doesn't really have any huge penalty. Uh, the music is very atmospheric. Uh, it's made by the same composer as Antichamber, which, by the way, can we please get a Switch port of Antichamber? If you've never played Antichamber, look it up after the podcast. It's an amazing game on Steam. Uh, but anyway, the graphics are very, very simple, but they are effective. You got blue on the left and red on the right i think i don't know if it was like that on other platforms but it's like that on the switch which i love because i have a red controller and a blue controller and it's on the correct sides i'm not sure if they went back and changed it for the switch because of the neon controllers uh, but i think that's really cool while you're playing through and doing the the puzzle levels and i there's supposed to be over 50 levels so far i've done Let's see, like 16, maybe 20 of them. I've probably gotten through about 20 levels so far. Uh, And there's, as you play through, there's this story about a guy and a robot. Uh, I'm not going to get into the story very much because I don't want to spoil things for people. Uh, But it plays out like a comic. So basically between like, not every every, uh, level, but between certain levels, it will show you like this little comic you know, with the with the different comic cells, and you just kind of look through and you read 
almost not even read. It's just like pictures kind of telling you the story. And I haven't finished the story, so I don't know what happens between the guy and the robot. Uh, Maybe they get married or something. Who knows? Uh, But the game is a single-player game. And this is where... So far, I really like everything about the game. I really do. This is where I think that it could improve. And it could improve a whole lot on the Switch if they made this a multiplayer game. Now, I could easily make this a multiplayer game just by handing one of the Joy-Cons to another person. But they don't currently give you the ability to turn the Joy-Cons sideways and play like that. And if they did, it would completely change how I think the game would be received. Uh, it would make playing multiplayer easier instead of... Because if if I'm playing... If I want to play this game multiplayer and I hand off my... Where's my Switch? Uh, my red Joy-Con, which is the right-handed Joy-Con. I hand that to somebody else. You know, they're going to be having the right their right hand to do stuff. And I have to do it with my left hand. What I would prefer is to tilt it sideways and use both hands. You know, one hand for the stick and one hand for a button. I think that that would be better myself. Um, but if they did that, it would really play into what the switch is really amazing for. And that's local portable multiplayer with one system. That's the one change that I would make to the game. That's it. Uh, I wouldn't change anything else about it. I highly recommend the game. I think it's fantastic and it's $9 and 99 cents. So if you enjoy, uh, mellow puzzle games like this or the bridge, which is another, uh, indie game that I played and talked about previously in, in an earlier episode. Uh, this is definitely a game for you. And I think that 10 bucks really isn't too steep a price either. I, I, I had a lot of fun with what I've played so far, and I'm going to go back and play more of it. Uh, but that's my review of Semispheres. So thank you, uh, developers, who now I can't remember the name of the developer. Uh, but, you know, check that game out. It's cool. All right, let's jump into the lightning round. Power glove. Everything else is child's play. Honestly, I'm not sure if this should be a lightning round story. This should be something that I talk about earlier in the show, just because I know that some people don't get a chance to listen to the entire show. This is really important. Nintendo now uses two-factor authentication, so go to Nintendo's website and sign up for it now. Uh, two-factor authentication, if you don't know, and you should know, basically means that you have a password for your account, but you also have an app on your phone. And the app on your phone gives you a second password that changes every 30 seconds or so. And in order to get into your account and make changes, you need to have both the password and that 30-second code that changes all the time. This makes it very hard to hack into your uh, account. I've got I've got it on Gmail account. I've got it on my Discord account. I've got two-factor authentication on my um, on my Twitch account. I've got it on like on my on World of Warcraft. They uh, by the way, World of Warcraft they have the best two-factor authentication. I don't have to type in a second code. They they'll say when I go to log in, it'll be like we're sending a notification to your device. Uh, with this code. And then I look at that code on my phone. I use my fingerprint to authenticate and it lets me in. 
that's the best way to do it. But the, a lot of the other ones just they're like they'll pop up with a code on the screen on my phone screen, and then I got to type that in on my computer or whatever. Um, but two two factor authentication is very very important. These these companies the, look at what happened with uh, PlayStation uh, accounts in the past couple of years. They keep getting hacked over and over. These companies have your information. They they know who you are. They have your credit card information, and it's very easy for them to to get into your stuff if you don't protect yourself. So uh, this is like a little PSA in the lightning round for you guys. Nintendo now has two factor authentication, so go sign up now. All right, we've got that out of the way. Let's talk about the survey results. So. That's not the survey results. I have to load up my survey results. There we go. All right. So let's take a look at the responses. I got 40 responses. You guys are awesome. Thank you very much. And the first game I, or first game, the first question that I asked, I said, now that games are starting to require some downloading for the full game, um, let's see, we had uh, 10% of people said that they started with physical and now they are switching to digital. Um, 32% of people said, I started with digital and I'm staying digital. And uh, 57% said that they started physical and staying physical. So most people are staying with what they are. Notice nobody, I think, I think nobody said, yeah, nobody said, I started digital and I'm switching to physical. Um, But a lot of people are sticking with what they initially wanted to do. Only 10% of people are changing um, let's see. The next question was, and this is probably the most important question. I asked, are you unhappy that some games will require a download for the full game experience like NBA 2K18? Uh, only 15% of people were actually unhappy about it. Um, then 47% of people said, no, they're not unhappy about it. And then 37% said, I'm not upset, but I would prefer that that wasn't the case so only 15 percent of people are unhappy about that that's way lower than i anticipated i thought there were going to be a lot more people who were ticked off about that um so that surprised me um the last question that i asked was what sd card size do you have um and then let's see we had one person said that they don't have an sd card and they don't want to get one uh, one person had, or no, two people had a 32 gigabyte one. Uh, the most common, uh, one with 35% was 128 gigabyte. And then, uh, only 10% people had a 200 gigabyte, um, SD card. So I just found that to be interesting information. And I really want to say thank you guys for filling out, uh, that survey. If anybody has ideas for survey questions that I can do in the future that you, want to get the community's input on, uh, let me know uh, through one of the ways that I talked about earlier on the show, and uh, I'll put out another survey in the future, and, and we can see what people think. Um, let's jump in with uh, Coming Soon. When you're ready for a real challenge, you're ready for Marble Madness. There are deadly steelies, marble munchers, acid pools, digital waves, vacuum cleaners, catapults, pistons, pounding hammers, killer birds, and they're all after you. Do you have what it takes to reach the silly maze where everything's upside down? Or the ultimate maze where even the maze moves? Do you have what it takes, or will Marble Madness make you lose your marbles? Marble Madness! 
and coming soon, Jordan versus Bird, one-on-one -on -one for your Nintendo. Well, I dropped the ball last episode. I clicked the wrong link, and so I missed a couple of important releases that I didn't mention last episode, which is just, I feel pretty dumb because they're pretty big releases. Uh, and that was yesterday, Pokémon Tournament DX, or Deluxe, came out, uh, as well as Dragon Ball Xenoverse 2, and Lego Ninjago the Movie the Video Game. So all of those released yesterday. Sorry about that. I don't know how I missed those. Um, but this time I, I clicked the right link this time. And uh, the next game that will be released that I know about, I could be wrong, but the next one that I know about is going to be on the 27th. That is, is that a Thursday? It's 20, no, it's Wednesday. So on Wednesday, and that is Arcade Archives Mario Brothers. Uh, so there you go. Arcade Archives Mario Brothers. I'm not going to be picking that up because I have Mario Brothers on my arcade cabinet and I like playing it with a real joystick. Now I know that there is a joystick out there from, oh man, who makes, is it 8-Bit Doe that makes it? I think it is. Uh, they make an arcade stick. And if I had one of those arcade sticks, I probably would pick up uh, the Arcade Archives for Mario Brothers because that would be the way that I want to play it. I don't want to play that game using the Joy-Cons. It's just not going to be as fun. Um, yeah, that's right. TF Wagner <laughs> in chat is like, I was thinking that as I listened to the podcast. It cracked me up as, I, as, as you said, nothing new before the next show. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, maybe I was having a... I was recording that late at night so that's a possibility uh anyway th so that's what's coming out before the next show is arcade archives mario brothers which it's very interesting that nintendo is going this direction and bringing arcade titles uh and it's supposed to be arcade perfect which i had never actually played an arcade perfect version of mario brothers until i tried it out on my um on my arcade cabinet that i have and I got to say, that game's really good. Uh, the way that I had always played it was on an, uh, the, the NES version, which was the inferior version, of course. Um, so this, if you've never played the arcade version, this is a better version than the one that you've played. Uh, there, there's that to say. All right, let's wrap it up, guys. And gals. I don't know. He's back, he's here, he's Mario, knows the new and improved Mario and Super Mario All-Star so much. Mario is a Mario smorgasbord. It's all the way down Mario Brothers Adventures he ever played in some. But this is juiced up 16-bit only on the Super Nintendo Entertainment System Mario. So it's bigger Mario, better Mario, in your face Mario. It's Raccoon Mario, Mario throwing fireballs, Mario hurling turnips, Mario negotiating an arms deal. Okay, maybe not. It's Mario like you've never seen him. What's 2 plus 2 Mario? What's the capital of Ohio Mario? You're gonna live, breathe, eat, sleep Mario in Super Mario All-Stars. Four complete Mario games, including the never-seen lost levels. You can't get more Mario than this. That is all the time that we have for today. If there's a story that I missed or a topic you would like discussed, let me know. You can do so by one of the ways that I listed earlier, email, Discord, phone, all those places, uh, Twitter. And if you're looking for a way to support the show, I've got some good news for you. My wife just finished the first of the docs, uh, not the doc socks, the zippered pouches with the Splatoon fabric. Uh, she made these... Uh, we're, we're now going to be offering them in different sizes. So there's a 6x8 uh, version, and then I think it's $2 more for the 6x9 version. Um, and they're really cool looking. I'm trying to talk her into making one that's big enough to put the Switch in, but she 
makes a really good point when she said that uh, people probably already have cases for the Switch that are hard that will protect the Switch. This won't protect it. It'll just look cool. And she's right about that. Um, but they do look cool. And these zippered pouches are available at uh, her Etsy shop, which is etsy.com slash shop slash run jump stomp. And the 29th is quickly approaching. So if you're going to buy one, make sure that before the 29th, you use the coupon code JoJo35. That's J-O-J-O-3-5. And you get $3.50 off. Now, the reason for this is because my wife has a birthday this month. I won't say how old she is going to be, but the code, once again, is J-O-J-O-3-5. Okay, so... Uh, if you're looking for a free way to support the show, you can just do so with a review on iTunes or, you know, what would be absolutely crazy if you guys could do, and I would really appreciate this, if you could just introduce the show to one of your friends, uh, somebody else that you know that likes to talk about or play video games, let them listen to the show, listen to it together, get them to listen, and uh, then high five when you're done because that's awesome. All right, I'm out of here. Thank you so much. Uh, there's other ways to support the show. Head on over to runjumpstomp.com slash support if you're looking for other ways to support the show. But I'm out of here. Uh, special thank you to Balloon Trip. And no, that's not the right word thing. Note Block for the Balloon Trip remix. And Tom Winter for Gerudo Valley Music. I'm out of here and I will see you guys next time. Bye-bye. <music> Switchcraft is brought to you by Audible. Audible is the publisher and distributor of the world's largest selection of digital audiobooks and spoken word content. Audible customers can listen anytime and anywhere to professionally narrated audiobooks across a wide range of genres, including bestsellers, new releases, sci-fi, romances, classics, and more. Get two free audiobooks to start. After 30 days, if you decide to cancel, you get to keep the books. If you decide to stay on, and you probably will, get one book every month for $14.95. In addition, you also get 30% off the price of additional audiobook purchases. Cancel anytime. Your books are yours to keep even if you cancel. You can sign up today for your free 30-day trial at runjumpstomp.com audible and directly support the show. 